This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, Nadpoles. Caldwell here to talk to you about Hero Forge, the best place to get fully customizable tabletop miniatures with dozens of fantasy species and thousands of parts to choose from. I actually just built a version of my Underdark Gnome Illusion Wizard, Kraslo, for use in a home game my friend has been running, and it was incredibly fun getting to scroll through all the options and details to bring this mage-handed menace to life. Their easy-to-use design tools let you build your perfect miniature online using a fully 3D, in-depth character creator right in your browser. Oh, and before you ask, yes, Hero Forge has goggles, and yes, Kraslo is wearing them. So if you've been thinking about splurging on a miniature for your D&D campaign, wait no longer, because May 2nd to May 9th, Hero Forge is having a spring sale. You can get 10% off all physical miniatures and free shipping, including international shipping on all orders. The figures are tiny, but the savings are huge. To take advantage of this great offer, visit HeroForge.com to start designing your custom miniature today and check back often because new content is added every week. Ooh, good to know. Kraslo just got a hat of vermin in the campaign, and I really want to find an annoying top hat for him to wear to represent that. In the meantime, that's it for me. Thanks for listening, and happy forging. Welcome to the campaign after the campaign. This is not another D&D podcast. Welcome back to Bohemia, everybody. Bohemia. I am your dungeon master, Brian Murphy, joined by Jake Hurwitz. Duck team sucker, Saul Chucker. Called her kill <laughs> You threw that frog. Good arm. <laughs> I did. I yeeted Saul. Then, <laughs> <laughs> of course, Emily Axford. Faye Romancer, what a dancer, and astrologically, probably a cancer, Calliope Petrichor. <laughs> Tell us your birthday. <laughs> We have to plan a party. Uh, and then, of course, Caldwell Tanner. Lilypad laddie who's never met his daddy, and it makes him kind of saddy, so he works out a lot to get gains that are natty at Saul Buffon. Oh, I think that was your best one. Wow, I loved thank it. thank you. That was great. The words rhyme. <laughs> they I like to rhymes. keep you on your toes by doing bad ones on occasion. <laughs> All right, everybody, let's go ahead and do a little recap. Yes. So last time, you guys encountered Patina in Alexandrite's control room. She warned, which one? Which one? <laughs> Great question. We'll get to it. Uh, she warned you not to mess with the core or you could free Alexandrite going on to explain the artificial being's origins. Alexandrite was an AI designed by Mothership programmed with the ability to learn. She eventually surpassed the intelligence of her creators and sought to control them, reading their minds and eventually taking on a host body. After that, it became necessary to contain her and seal her off in the control pod. There, Mothership can draw from her power without fearing a takeover. Unsure what to do about the contained AI, you killed a clone of Patina Glenbottle. Before investigating the pod, learning that Alexandrite's host body was the tight grandma herself. After killing several more clones of Patina... <laughs> Better safe than sorry. <laughs> That wasn't a waste of time at all. <laughs> Beatrix decided to finish the job by stabbing into the pod and killing the original body. 
This did the job, but also freed Alexandrite, who quickly entered your minds and attempted to convince you to join her network. The AI proposed that the humanoid species was suboptimal and offered to take it to the next stage in evolution by becoming one with you. After rejecting her proposal, she attempted to take your minds by force, but Callie and Calder were able to escape with the guidance of Foster. Saul, on the other hand, was going through the ringer. The victim of a charm-like mind control spell and his own curiosity, Alexandrite offered to reveal the truth about his parentage. As machines took over his body, Callie was able to inspire him and Calder was able to use Frost to slow the transformation, leading to Saul successfully resisting the network and escaping. However, when you all came to, you found that Beatrix had become Alexandrite's new host. As she resisted, she tapped in Alexandrite's power to rip open the Ariat. She threw you from the mothership, but not before Callie could use the jammer to modify her memory and cast doubt on her. Uh, you swung down through the night sky to Ma Goblin's cargo ship, where you learned that Grem and a small team had been trapped on a mothership warship trying to free their allies. You jumped down to help, stole an airship, and successfully got everyone on board. Unfortunately, your ship was hit with cannon fire, and you mm. had to do a crash landing to the rocky beach below the city. <laughs> As you caught your breath, you looked up and saw Beatrix plummet along with the Ariat out of the sky, avoiding the city, but crashing in the ocean and sending a tidal wave heading right towards you. And that's where we are now. Okay. Oh, that's a big wave. Everyone go ahead and give me, we'll say, acrobatics or athletics checks to um, try to get behind some, like, cave walls and things like that. Because they're all, like, are, like, rocks and stuff around here. Right. Brace! Watch out for the undertow. Heads up. 18. Nat 20. Woo! Sick. Um, Calder, I'll say that uh, with a nat 20, you scoop up one of the unconscious uh, hobgoblins uh, that one of the other guys was struggling to carry. Right. Um, you grab him and uh, you hide behind one of these uh, giant rocks at the edge of this cliffside. I got this big guy. And I pick him up with one hand. <laughs> you got this guy on your shoulder. Uh, Graham drags another guy. He passes his athletics check. Uh, he gets around a corner. There are two guys that fail, unfortunately. They're behind a little Oof. bit. What did you two guys get? 18. 16. Uh, both of you guys passed. You guys are able to find some cover. Uh, so what that means is this level eight uh, tsunami spell, essentially. Um, I'm just going by the spell. is going to hit. Um, and you guys now essentially have resistance to it. So if you pass, you take a quarter damage. If you fail, you take half damage. Um, but the couple guys that are left on the beach are going to take the full damage. Uh, you see one guy uh, was knocked out. Another one of the hobgoblins uh, is trying to pull him up, but is not able to get cover in time. As this giant tidal wave crashes down, uh, you see Grem uh, reaches his hand out. No! Um, everyone give me strength saving throws now. Ooh. 22. Ugh, shout out to the two crew. Shout out to the two crew as well. That's a three. Oh, boy. So Callie and Saul fail. Uh, and I'm going to say what that looks like is you guys are able to get cover, uh, but literally the rocks that you guys are hiding behind get swept <laughs> away as well. Uh, so you do not take the full force of the water. It takes like a little while for it to give, uh, but you do take half of 47 damage, uh, which rounded out will be 23. So you guys Oof. take 23 damage. Calder, you're only going to take 12 damage. Um, and I'll say that you're able to protect to this guy um, that you're hanging on to. Um, you get uh, around the side of like the cliff face uh, up against the rocks. Um, you hold on to 
this guy. Grem actually fails. Uh, he's trying to pull uh -oh. this one guy, but Grem lives, but he gets like knocked out. Him and this guy that he saved scramble to try to get to the other guys who are still on the beach. The wave hits them before they can get there. Grem and this other dude are slammed back into the nearby cliff face, and the other guys are just swallowed by the ocean. Um, they just have disappeared as you see uh, the water starts to settle. Um, still big waves crashing onto the rocky shore. You guys can't even see the shore anymore. You guys are now swimming on this uh, flooded beach. You see the hobgoblins are across the board knocked out. Two of them have been completely swept away. They're unreachable. There, you don't even see where they are. Okay. Um, and in fact, these other guys kind of need to be rescued. Okay. Okay. Um, so there's Grem and um, four of the hobgoblins are knocked out and are just kind of like floating there in the wreckage of the tsunami. Um, first up, I'm going to use uh, Stone's Endurance to shrug off some of that tsunami damage. Uh, actually, I shrug it all off. Sick. Um, yeah, I'll say, uh, Calder, you straight up turn into an ice ball. I'll say you protect the hobgoblin <laughs> that you're uh, helping out as well. I'll say um, uh, that guy does not need to be saved. It's Grem and uh, three other guys are like, are knocked out and messed up. All right. Does, does everyone know how to swim? <laughs> Callie, I assume. <laughs> you're mostly water. My life water. is just swimming in feeling. So. Oh, yeah. We keep it wet over here. All right. Um, yeah, Saul dives in. Sweet. Um, yeah, you guys go over, um, and I'll say um, you guys have enough time um, with your various like healing capabilities and stuff, just like medicine checks. You guys have time to get everybody up. So uh, you see out of the original eight that had jumped onto the warship, um, five had survived. Grem looks around, kind of takes in the loss of the situation, but then turns to you guys and goes, thank you. We were willing to die for the cause, but now we can live to fight for it another day. Sorry, we couldn't save everyone. Yeah. Um, you see uh, one of the other guys puts his hand on your shoulder and goes, we wouldn't be here without you. Never seen a braver group of goblins. <laughs> uh, you see uh, they laugh. Um, and um, Grem looks up into the night sky. It's now kind of like eerily quiet. And you even see some wreckage of the mothership Ariat start like floating over towards you guys. It's weird not seeing it up there. Grem nods and looks up and goes, I know this is what we wanted, but I think things are going to get worse before they get better. I can see that. Yeah. That's usually how it works. Proper divination there, Grim. Yeah, but I don't think they would have ever gotten better under Mothership Shadow. So this is this is a start. Do we find any of Beatrix? Yeah. Can I swim? Yeah, out? you guys can. Oh. Yeah, you guys swim out near like the wreckage. Everybody, go ahead and give me um, investigation checks. You see, um, Grem, Grem and his crew are pretty injured. They're gonna start like climbing up this little like cliff face uh, to get onto some dry land here. Um, and they tell you that uh, they'll meet you guys after you guys go investigate it. Okay, I got an eighteen. Okay, got an eight. Uh, thirteen. Thirteen. Okay, all of you find 
you know, pieces of the mothership. You find lots of pieces of wood of like the damaged hull and everything. This was a huge, I mean, it's everywhere. This thing was the size of, you know, like a, a neighborhood. So mm-hmm. this is like, there's there's pieces of wood and everything everywhere. Like this thing shattered, it exploded. Calder with an 18, you look around and a couple things that are weird about it. No wreckage of any kind of robots. No wreckage of anything that looks like machinery. No wires, anything like that. It is all the wooden shell of this area. Um, I'm not sure this thing was destroyed. She took what she needed, huh? Are they okay. at the bottom of the ocean? Uh, um. Saul's going to dive down with my amphibian abilities. I can get like 90 feet with my dash, I think. Um, Saul, you begin swimming underwater. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't need to breathe. So, uh, yeah, you go quite deep. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll even say you have like a little mothership, uh, lantern that you pull out. That's like waterproof. You hold this lantern as you go into the dark sea. It is still nighttime. You go down, down, you see all this debris all around you. Uh, but once again, it's just all wood. It's all things like sails and things like that. It's all this like non-mechanical stuff. And as you travel down, and I'll say you even take like, you know, 10 or 15 minutes. Again, you're a fucking frog. You don't need to breathe. We're playing cards on a raft. (laughs) You're you're cheating. (laughs) It's all I know how to do. I'm sorry. I was raised by criminals and I'm still seeking their approval. (laughs) I'd pay her anyway. (laughs) Uh, You you reach uh, the floor of the sea here, Saul, uh, and there's no fucking wreckage here. There's no sign of the ship at all. Do I see like sand trails of anything leaving in any uh, direction? Go ahead and give me an investigation check. Okay. Uh, 15. So this body of water near Esri is essentially like a giant man-made lake that hmm. um, feeds out into like the ocean. Um, and you do see like drag marks that hmm. after a little bit pick up, but oh. it, it did start to go towards the ocean. And this thing, this is supernatural. It rocketed the fuck out of here. You have um, no idea where this thing when is. When Saul, Saul, come up. <laughs> Tell us what you found. Calder doesn't have any more money for me to take. No one should have. She got gin four times in a row. <laughs> How is that possible? It's the equivalent of uh, Saul being like at the bottom of Lake Michigan and you guys just on the beach <laughs> yelling for him. Um, Saul appears on the opposite side of Callie. She cleaned it out. <laughs> really? Okay, Saul, I want you to go down and find like a piece of kelp. A piece of kelp? Yeah. Okay, I saw quite a lot of kelp down there. Yeah, grab a piece. A- any sort of uh, piece in particular? I was gonna say one that speaks to you, but it's gonna be one that speaks to me. All right, well, uh, you know, I'll find one that is to my liking. Okay. If you can get me a shell, I would just be interested <laughs> to have one. <laughs> she cleaned you out again, didn't she? Yeah. Okay, yeah, you I need to barter with something. <laughs> Saul dives back down. Oh no, shows on my weakness. Saul, Saul nothing. dives down and finds some kelp. <laughs> find some kelp. Uh, yeah, I find, easy. Uh, can I do a uh, conch check? Sure, yeah. Go ahead and give me a nature check. We'll see how good it... You might find some shitty kelp. Ooh. <laughs> oh, that's a four. Ooh, Callie. There, there's no way to not find kelp here. Yeah. But uh, Saul comes up and you're kind of like, really? <laughs> you not have tried a little harder? I find a sea cucumber. <laughs> Is this kelp? 
Uh, am I kelping? It'll do. <laughs> Just like I take it so disappointed. <laughs> and I like swim to be away from him. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I want to take this sea cucumber. And after that dream I had about the sunflower, I decided to lean into, I've been thinking about, this little flower that I talked to one time and I learned the spell speak with plants. Ooh. So I like to cast speak with plants on this sea cucumber. Sea cucumbers are animals. So oh, come on, you come really on. fucked me. <laughs> what? You what? really fucked me. It's got cucumber in the name. Break it down to the bottom. Have you never seen kelp before? <laughs> are we in a rush here? I'll dive back down. We're not in a rush. It looks like lettuce, not Saul, a cucumber. Saul goes back down and finds some kelp after you describe it. Um, and you cast Speak with Plants on the kelp. And I asked you for a shell. <laughs> I side-eye the shell to see if you got one. It looks really good. It's actually pristine. <laughs> All right, got you a can of shell energy drink. It was left over. Uh, yeah, you cast Speak with Plants on the kelp. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, hello, my name is Calliope Petrichor. I am I'm a friend. You're Kelp. Hi. What a beautiful name. <laughs> Don't mess this up for me, Kelp. I'm on thin ice. <laughs> Don't play cards with her. <laughs> it says, I can question plants about events in the spells area within the past day, gaining information about creatures that have passed, weather, and other circumstances. <laughs> what happens? There was a big something that came crashing oh, into yeah. your home. And then where did it go? Did oh, it disappear yeah. like it teleported away? Oh, it swam really fast. It swam really fast. What uh, direction did it swim? Oh, away. Okay, but in the direction of the ocean? Oh, what? Here. In the direction of the <laughs> away big water? From here. Okay. Yeah, big water, yeah. <laughs> did it have any sort of mechanism that was making it so fast? No. Fire, or... It's like, like a big fish. It was like a big fish? Yeah. Did it make a transformation into a big fish? It was one big thing, and then it was another big, fast thing, and it swam. Uh, I... <laughs> okay. Okay, so how much are hearts worth, Calder? Say, <laughs> sounds it. painful. Thank uh, you kelp. so much, Kelp. <laughs> You've been such a big help. <laughs> I fucking toss him over my shoulder. Well, that was a dead end. <laughs> what did the kelp tell you? It said that it changed itself into a big fish and it sped into the ocean. From what I saw down there, it basically looked like she cracked the airship open like a crab and just sucked everything she could use out of it. Mm. Yeah, so I, I mean, I basically did that to see, like, did it teleport away or mm. did it swim away? Mm. And I've confirmed that. Swim. It swam. It's a swimmer. Okay. It's a swimmer. All right. Which means that Beatrix slash Alexandrite, Beexandrite. BB. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> why? So, why? I don't is know. It well, because I was thinking, like, Beatrix, Be Alexandrite. B B B. I just cut this. We should tell. We should tell that one to Graham. <laughs> I feel like that's a retreat. Is it a calculated retreat? Like Beatrix is like, let's go have this out at the bottom of the ocean where yeah. we can't hurt anyone, or, or is did, it an yeah. escape? 
Is Alexandrite gathering her power somewhere and planning the next attack? That's what I'm worrying, because Alexandrite really has big plans. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how long Beatrix can keep her at bay. Yeah, this seemed like more like a tactical retreat to me. Okay, what is our next move? We should try and find Alvin and Ma Goblin. I want to make sure they're okay. Yeah, let's get yeah. Grim and the boys yeah. home. Mm. Also, I don't know if this is the right time to even talk about this, but like, I, I, I think I have to be moving on after this. Moving, moving on, on where? where? Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you owe me a shell. <laughs> Wait, where's the shell now? Where's the shell? Um, <laughs> I think I dropped it. Calder has it in his pocket. <laughs> Yeah, so kind of like the deal is like, remember I told you about like Glenn and the egg I gave him? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think it's like a really bad thing. I think I really, really fucked up. And I think that instead of just continuing to try to outrun all my mistakes, I just, I think I need to make this one right. Why why do you want to do that by yourself? Oh, I mean, well... I'm talking about leaving here after this. I think I'm going to go to the Living Wood. Well, the sh- mothership just blew up and fell into the water. I don't really have anything else to do in this town. <laughs> yeah, I... I mean, my whole purpose was to protect the people of Esri, but I'm, I'm starting to realize I might need to protect the world against whatever Esri's been doing. Yeah, but I think the dragon elves, at least Glenn's dragon elves might be like Esri level fucked up. And I think I might have like armed them with some sort of crazy fey creature. And Foster knows it too. That's why Foster's been like malfunctioning. Yeah. That's what he did. That's what he did in my dream. Yeah. He's like connected to all this somehow and I don't understand it. And weirdly, he's like the thing I'm the least worried about. The thing I'm most worried about is like, what the fuck did I hand over to Glenn? Well, Foster's connected to the egg, and you're connected to Foster. We're connected to you. That's right. We're... We go where the duck goes. We're coming. I'm bringing my shell. <laughs> Wait, you have the shell? No, I dropped you it. You said you dropped it. <laughs> drop it. Let me see the shell! Calder starts doing the butterfly away. <laughs> oh, yeah, you guys are swimming the whole time doing this. Saul hides the fact that he picked up five more shells. <laughs> Yeah. You better go get that shell. <laughs> yeah, you guys swim over uh, to the side of this cliff, um, and you guys climb up, um, and you see Grem and these other uh, few guys that are here with him um, have made like a little fire, kind of patching up their wounds. Grem approaches you guys and goes, I've gotten a message off to Ma. We can rest here for the night. We'll meet them tomorrow at the Church of Moradin. Right. We don't have to be underground anymore. Oh, okay. also, yeah, it's on the I open. did the sign of the beard. And it stopped me from taking damage. Whoa! Moradin is real. What? Oh, Calder does the side of the beard. <laughs> it's a little late. I'm kind of fucked up, but where would a beard go? Saul kind of like points at his throat sack. Here, here, lower. I think yeah, it would cover the throat sack. Okay. Or right. you could do like a soul patch. Ooh, that would work. Yeah, a soul, does soul a, patch. A soul patch. Saul does a very tiny uh, mark of the beard. <laughs> <laughs> Graham, can we make you a nest? Yeah, I'd, I'd appreciate that. You deserve the best nest that so anyone has ever seen. Gather Actually, some dry kelp. <laughs> if we're going to go to bed, I can speak with plants and ask them to make a nice nest for Graham. Ooh. 
<laughs> Even though technically <laughs> it's a gunner's nest and he doesn't actually want a nest. <laughs> yeah, no, you see he's just trying to humor you at this point. Yeah, I sleep in a nest. I sleep <laughs> I sleep on sticks. That's what I do. So am I am I getting kelp or not? <laughs> yeah. Whatever you need. Saul. I really appreciate everything you guys did tonight. We're gonna make And you. so I'm gonna say yeah. That I want to sleep on a bunch of sticks. He's finally getting it. Me and all my friends want to sleep on sticks with you guys. We should make one big nest. One that big nest. One big nest. That's, big nest. So That's a good idea. Yes. I'm running around. I'm gathering sticks. <laughs> yeah, you guys, like fucking maniacs, make uh, a nest. Um, little like uh, stacks of like leaves yeah. and stuff uh, for you guys to uh, sleep on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see uh, Graham and the other dudes uh, very quickly pass out they've had a a day this is crazy we usually never see the stars because there's a ship in the sky yeah so much light pollution the dome is so cloudy you can barely see through it oh i failed to mention this now that the mothership ariat is gone the bubble is gone the bubble has dispelled the arcane shield of the city has gone down okay there's gonna be chaos in the streets Oh, yeah. It's probably better to do a, a nest night, I think. Yeah. Just let things calm down a little bit. For now, this looks peaceful. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of home. Oh. Do you see the stars up north? They're crystal clear up north. I've heard that when it's colder, stars are brighter. Do you think it's true? It sounds true to me. Wow. They're like a bunch of beautiful, tasty bugs. Graham, how'd you like me to make you cold? Uh, sleep. What? <laughs> what are you saying? You, you wait, did somebody uh, attacking? Oh, no, it's great. So here's the thing. He just kind of puts you in like a comatose state because your body gets so cold that it just shuts down. I was it's already great. sleeping. What Sorry. do you do? What do you do? Good night, Graham. Good night, Graham. Hi, Graham. Good, good night. I really want to like you guys. And I, and I, do, the, and I respect you now. I, I do. And I and I want to like you, and I do. And we like you too. Okay, good. <laughs> good night, Graham. Good night. I'll wake you up in five minutes. Please. Don't. Yeah, I was gonna say as soon as he falls asleep, I'm like, Graham. Yes. Are you mad at us? I'm getting the vibe. Are we good, Graham? Are we good? We're as good as we're gonna be. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's people in your life that you'll meet, uh-huh. and you'll be like, that's a really good person yeah but you just won't you just won't vibe with them you know what i mean <laughs> yeah and that's kind of the situation and that's not are us. you talking about dog <laughs> yes i <laughs> i am aligned with dark but i and i think he does a lot of heroic things yeah and he's quite proficient and has been a great boon to our cause and i'm very happy that he came into my life <laughs> but if we were to not talk anymore. That would also be fine. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Grim, why does it look like your smile hurts? It just... I'm thinking about Darg. (laughs) (laughs) And looks at you and then looks at Callie and Darg. And looks at at Calder and Darg. Good night, Grim. Good night, night, guys. Good night, Grim. Good night. The thing is, we only have to say it the one time. Yeah. Good night, guys. Good night. Good night. See you in the morning, Grim. I know. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Don't let the bed bugs bite. Yeah, I'm already asleep. One of the other guys wakes up. So you guys talking? Or... <laughs> go to bed, please. Before we go to bed, uh, can I find like a little piece of paper? Okay. And then like 
look at the stars and like punch out little holes to match the starscape right now. Yeah, very cute, of course. I don't know why, I just, I've just felt like doing it. <laughs> Back off. You make a little uh, <laughs> star map on a piece of paper. I wish you put it in her. your pack. Is that for Grim? <laughs> I don't know. I just like, I haven't really seen Starseer yet. It just seems like astrologically significant. Oh. Yeah. Like this is today. This is the day that it happens. If you make another one of those one night, can I have it? You can have this one. For the fucking shell. <laughs> I dropped it. <laughs> Fine, here. You have all my money. You have all my cash. <laughs> I give him the star map. Uh, you guys trade the star map <laughs> for the shell. Um, and you guys go to bed. Um, I'll say you wake up, Graham, a few more times before you finally try to sleep. We meant to say sleep tight. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good night kind of just... It encapsulates that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's part of a good night. All right. Yeah. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> um, and you guys uh, eventually do fall asleep. Um, and you wake up the next day, and uh, you see the sun comes up, and everything just looks a lot clearer and crisper without the bubble, um, without this uh, sort of. Um, it almost looked like like the night. The sky still looked beautiful but it was like the far off beyond things like the sun looked like you were looking at it through like the wrong prescription of glasses just looked like a little foggy mm. or like um literally like a window that's been like fogged up or something like that but that's all gone um you see uh grem uh and the others wake up Ugh, barely got any goddamn sleep <laughs> hey good morning. morning everyone good morning <laughs> And I really appreciate again everything you guys did yesterday. Yeah. It's good stuff. Okay. Why don't we get up, see what's going on in the city, and get to the Temple of Moradin? That's right. Okay. I did make breakfast for everyone. I've been fishing for three hours. Unnecessary, but thank you. I had to punch a bunch of marlin. <laughs> oh my God. You, Jesus Christ. They're tenderized. You've got a swordfish. Um, you guys climb up this cliff and I'll say you guys enter the city through like outer Esri. You get up in this area, like through the docks and you see there's people in the streets everywhere. A lot of people that were, that lived outside of the bubble, just walking around looking at where this like barrier once stood is now completely gone. And there's not a lot of love for mothership out here, but it's just a lot of confusion and just like, man, what's life gonna be like now? Um, and you see uh, out here, they're probably a little better off than in the city because they relied less on um, mothership technology. Like mm -hmm. I said, um, they've got um, inside all the buildings, they've got um, uh, lanterns going and braziers and everything. Um, but up in the city, um, as you kind of uh, look up to the um, various bridges and walkways and stuff that will take you up to the higher areas of the city, uh, you see that uh, the rail cars are like completely stopped. Patina did tell um, a fib in when she said that like things were going to fall and things like that. That did not happen. It does mm. not look like there was any kind of massive loss of life, but it does look like essentially like a citywide blackout. Mm -hmm. um, so you guys uh, have to uh, go up the long way. You have to like climb up these uh, pathways and everything as you wind your way up through the city. And as you go through, you're kind of seeing the best and worst of humanity you're seeing people kind of like helping each other out kind of opening up their homes to people and everything but then you also see like there's like merchants out like uh selling food for like way too high of prices mm. like long lines of um uh, people trying to get like supplies and everything 
you do see that a lot of the members of Mob Goblin are the ones who are like out trying to direct people and trying to um, get things under control. There's a definite like confusion here, but it is not like a full blown panic. And you guys make it to this old temple of Moradin. The doors are open. Um, you see a uh, a bunch of people are kind of taking shelter inside. Um, and you see uh, Ma Goblin, Albin, Darg, and a bunch of others. Albin and Ma Goblin run up and oh, give you guys hugs. Albi! Oh, I'm so glad you're all all right. That was completely fucking insane. Yeah, that what was happens? bonkers. That was yeah. big time bonkers. What we're... happened to all you? Give me a rundown. Albin and uh, Ma Goblin go on to explain their situation, which was basically that they boarded all of these lab ships, but when they got to the last one, this giant warship showed up, and that's when Grem and uh, the other uh, guys jumped on and cut it free and everything. And you see they have a big reaction, like Grem and... <laughs> you guys do notice, Grem and Darg embrace. <laughs> I thought I was never going to see you again. I go. told you not to come back for me. <laughs> I turn to them, I'm like... He is so fake. <laughs> That's awkward. <laughs> Literally just shit talking him to us. Then hugging him like he's best friends. Absolutely Some cringe. People. <laughs> um, so I assume you guys kind of tell uh Albin and uh Ma Goblin what's up, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah we fill wow. him in on everything. So you fill him in on everything. Because mm-hmm. I feel like this is still ultimately Ma Goblin's mission. Yeah. Right. So Ma- like, first of all we congratulate her on the uh oh, this on is the jammer. Not, yeah, jammer good. Um so my thought was that we were going to get rid of the S class program and sort of slowly get rid of all of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, so things didn't go exactly as we planned them, but uh, perhaps uh, something extreme needed to happen for there to be real change. This is the beginning of revolution. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's time to pick up the pieces. Beginnings are always messy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, And they we are. thrive in messiness. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I guess I mess. thought it'd be slower beginning, but beginning is happening quite fast. Quite <laughs> fast. Things are hopefully as bad as they're going to get. Technically, there are... See, the officials, they had previously been deep in Mothership's pocket, but I don't think that's going to be very lucrative now. Mothership does still exist. There are shell corporations. There are likely other headquarters and things like that, but this was the big one. This was the city that they took over, and they're not here anymore. This has got to be a big blow. Yes, so we will do our best to serve the people of the city and help them during this time of transition. Do you need anything else from us? I think the time for soldiers is over. I think it is time for us to use our tech magic to try to do good instead of just to try to eliminate the bad. The city doesn't need a mothership. It needs a Ma Goblin. Oh, I, <laughs> I certainly hope so. It's a good slogan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I believe we have the numbers, so the powers that be are more likely now to work with us than against us. We have... Great hackers here, great tech mages. I believe we will have the city up and running in not long. And in the meantime, we have the old-fashioned way of keeping the lights on. We have the old-fashioned way of providing food and water. We have enough resources. It's just going to be tough for a little bit. What do you think, Albin? city needs you. Albin nods and he goes, Yes, I was going to say, if it's all right, um, I think I'll help Ma here and get the city running again. They're going to need as many tech mages as, as possible. You're more than just a toilet paper, Albin. 
That was just the beginning. <laughs> You're more. <laughs> did you say that I was more than just? Did you think that I thought that I was Here. just toilet paper? I'm sorry, I was trying to be nice. Right. I yeah. I, was, I thought it was like, you know, the, I thought it was closure for us. He's he's really trying, Alvin. He's really trying. <laughs> you see, Graham puts his hand on Alvin's shoulder, <laughs> and Alvin just nods. Thank you, Calder. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Alvin, I don't know how to tell you this, but I don't think we're staying. Really? Where will you be going from here? I, well, I've I've got a little wrong to write in the living woods, and I told them, and they suggested coming along. I owe Callie my life multiple times over at this point. And Callie owes me, like, a bunch of cash. <laughs> <laughs> and at least three shells at this right. point. Yeah. I gave you the star map. <laughs> and I, Give me the star map. No, that was for the shell. That was for the shell. You okay. still have my money. All right, all right. Let's have a nice goodbye. Calder runs Let's away not... a little bit. <laughs> Let's not run away. So, she's crazy. <laughs> I'll rip it up and not even what's going to happen. <laughs> I see Alvin stops looking at Callie or Calder and just looks at you, Saul, and goes, well... Saul, I look forward to reading the Frog Pals spinoff series. I think it's time you became the main character. There are going to be books written about you, whether you want them or not, Alvin. You've got greatness in your bones. Thank you, Saul. It'll be the boy wizard and the adventure to make sure the city doesn't descend into chaos while there's a vacuum of power. A little verbose. <laughs> what, what is your problem? I, I, just what is he? He's just, he's, he's impossible. Oh, Graham. He's like dark. Dark goes, hey, what? Who does it like me? Dark, put the finger guns away. What? Makes me, me? do me. Give it a minute, Dark. Oh, wait, now we're turning on me. Now we're in fighting. We're Perfect. Team Grim now. Is, come on now. <laughs> Grim and me are best buddies. Yeah, Saul goes up to Albin um, and says, well, if you're going to be in the city, you'll have access to a lot of resources, and we'd love to keep in touch because there's a lot of things we don't know. Um, he kind of points to Foster and says, This duck is perplexing. It is very capable and very powerful, and we don't know anything about it, but we know that it's going to be able to help us as we continue our journey. So anything you can tell us, we'd love to know. Yeah, Albie, if you could look into just the general... Wild? The wild? Yeah. Of like the Feywild? Yeah. As it refers to the Feywild. Yeah, but not the place. Like, sort of like a wild energy that might reclaim that which has been stolen from it. Like some sort of prophecy or something? Mm, Maybe more of just like a threat. A threat? Or a promise. All right. Yes. Um. Once we get everything up and running again, I can maybe even have access to the launch pads library and see what I can find. Yeah. Even the restricted section, guarded by the knowledge omancers. <laughs> we can get in past the knowledge omancers. We can tell the knowledge omancers what to do. Oh, that's right. <laughs> now, now, now. Let's not go crazy with power. Nobody tells the knowledge omancers what to do. That's right. We must maintain some semblance of order. <laughs> <laughs> Alvin looks disappointed. <laughs> Ma, what do you think happened to Beatrix? Oh, boy. Well? Do you think that she's been fused with Alexandrite and they've just made a retreat to get more powerful? Truth be told, this is all just kind of blowing me away and making me shit myself. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> yes, that well, is revealing. I respect yeah, that truth, though. Yes, I'm, I'm being completely honest with you. I 
thought I was sending you in there to eliminate the S-Class program. I knew nothing of this Alexandrite situation. I, I can't imagine more than a handful of people would have known about it. And with, with tech that powerful, something that can effectively absorb the intelligence of things around it, Beatrix has shown in the past that she has been able to resist Mothership's tricks before, but this seems too big even for her. I think we will be seeing her again, and I think we'll be seeing Alexandrite yeah. again. So um, we have to be ready. Patina mentioned that she worked on this with other people, and she said they had all been taken, but she's proven not to be very trustworthy. Is there anyone else that might know about Alexandrite? Anyone that survived? From what I've heard, there were no additional fatalities besides any of the guards that Beatrix killed, and also Dodd. <laughs> 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 so if anyone did survive the initial Alexandrite takeover, there's a good chance that they are still alive and in the city somewhere. So we can we can look into it. I think I think it might be likely that we could get them to talk. Maybe right. the city will even finally hold Mothership accountable for something. No, there are technically leaders of this city and stuff. I don't yeah. know if you knew that. We have a king? Yeah, there's a king. There's a fucking king. <laughs> What's his name? I don't even know his name. Isn't that weird? I don't... Fuck. <laughs> I, I just feel like believe. we should know the I king's name. I didn't even know that that was a king. I I've been here. Isn't that wild? It's on the tip of my tongue. It's a king. It's a, I know it. I know the, it. It's like the, king. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's the, a, there's an E or something. Yeah. yeah. I feel like there's like, uh, uh, it starts with the letter uh, of the uh, alphabet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's either a consonant or a vowel. It's got to be one of those two. It could be a Y. Yes. The king's name, if you even want to call him a king, is King Flynnbin Pebblepot. Uh, <clears throat> that's it's harsh on the on the ear to hear it i just like flynnbin that's wild but then pebble pot i don't know it just makes me shiver with revulsion i, I don't can't know why. even remember the last time he spoke or showed any amount of leadership or <laughs> did anything but just collect the fat oh, mothership paycheck is that why they call people that don't do anything flynnbins that is correct is that where that expression comes uh, from that is where it comes from that oh, is your don't king. be such a flynnbin oh, all right yeah, yeah. so I think... I think probably what we'll do is we'll try to get him to say something to unite uh, some people, um, and then we'll probably dispose of him peacefully. Oh, yeah, I'm sure there's like a cool island you could excommunicate him to. Do you mean dispose? Or do you want to say dispose? Dispose, dispose. <laughs> <laughs> I meant dispose, and I said dispose. <laughs> well, I think this town has a leader, and we're looking at her. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Calder. I yeah. will. I will do my best to honor the city. We will all work together. All right. And you are always. Welcome back. Esri is for everyone. There is no bubble. The bubble has been popped. Bubble has popped. May the, sh may the sun shine down on this free state. <laughs> oh, and before you go, let me give you something for your journey. Um, you see she grabs a little pouch of coins um, and tosses it to you guys. Um, and uh, Ma Goblin gives you guys uh, 5,000 gold. Whoa. Whoa! Ma, you shouldn't have. <laughs> How'd you know I was broke? <laughs> I'm going to win all that off you. <laughs> Calder holds it very defensively. <laughs> Let's let Foster carry it, right? <laughs> yeah, I'll just lose it. Uh, Foster opens his mouth, takes in the pouch. Can you point us in the direction of a post office before we leave? Uh, yeah, you see, um, goes to point towards a building that... Um, 
would normally have like a tech mage that would like send something out through a machine mm. to to somebody or somewhere else like you would just like get it instantly and she goes right that's not going to work right now we'll get that up and running in a little bit uh you can send the messenger bird to somebody i would love to do that i want to go to like some sort of like souvenir store <laughs> and find like an esri postcard <laughs> And I want to, um, like, I'm assuming there's, like, a panoramic one with, like, mothership in the sky. And I want to uh, take out my little quill and, like, paint over the mothership in the sky so that's just all blue sky. And then I'm going to write on the back of it, Dear Krugen, skies are bluer than ever in Esri. Headed to the living wood, but I'll see you soon. Love, Callie. P.S. Look into Tavister. I don't think he's up to anything good. Ah, good memory. Mm. This was the person that uh, Callie found in the files that was connected to um, her family in Marengate uh, that was doing some kind of nefarious activity with Mothership. Wow. Um, and then I write that and then... I want to send, send it. Yeah, that. you find... Um, P.S. Calder says hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Add your P.S.'s. Oh, yeah. Um, Saul just attaches a little piece of yarn. <laughs> <laughs> you know the bird's going to eat that, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, that's a snack for the journey. Okay. Uh, you go up, the, you find this tower um, in outer Esri where um, they rely less on tech. And you see this old uh, halfling dude um, comes out, uh, opens door. Nobody uses birds anymore. <laughs> are you trying to talk me out of using your business? You young people are always out here using your spells and everything. <laughs> I'm here but to you use wanna your use, birds. You, you want to use birds? Yeah. I thought you were here to harass me. No. People come here. <laughs> people harass. come here. They harass me. They come say, here, bring what it you? in. Bring Her. it in. Right on the shoulders. You're harassing Christ. us. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, quit being such a friend bit and let us in. <laughs> what did you call me? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Saul is frightened. <laughs> All right, it's going to be an extra five silver for the yarn because that's going to weigh down the bird. <laughs> Can I have it launched from my finger? <sighs> I've been getting in touch with my wild roots lately. Very well. Goes over, um, gets a raven, uh, charges you uh, a, a couple gold uh, for I it. I use Calder's money. <laughs> You're not going to give me a chance to win that back? <laughs> um, you see, it pulls from a particular cage that knows to go to Iron Deep. Uh, essentially goes back and forth between here and uh, Iron Deep. Um, and uh, yeah, you put this uh, raven on your finger. Oh, oh. Hi, little guy. Thank oh. you so much for your service. Nods and flaps off. Birds are beautiful, huh? (laughs) They really are. People don't appreciate birds anymore. Did you know that birds can deliver all kinds of messages? You can write whatever you want on a piece of paper. What are you admitting to? Yeah. You could write all kind of weird stuff. That seems like more of an ability of the person writing. You can write a threat. (laughs) Are you threatening us? I don't know. <laughs> You're crazy, sir. <laughs> we like that. Yeah. Oh, bad news. I think that this is why you have such a bad rating. You think that's why people don't use the birds anymore is because of my personality specifically. <laughs> because I've been sending yeah. threats with the birds. Yeah. I think my your personality as my birds are very aggressive. Has yeah. an entire when they cottage into Also, I read your letter. You read my yeah. letter. It was. Fine. That's against the postal okay. code. Honestly, reading it is one thing. Giving notes on it is an entirely another thing. <laughs> All right. Keep your notes to yourself. Do you need any other birds? I actually, I could use a bird. 
Okay. Yeah. yeah. I would like for the birds to stop pecking me. I think they think I'm food. They're violent. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. They will attack your friend Krugan as soon as they get the iron deep. But they will drop the message as well. Um, can I send a bird to the frigid north? Do you consent to them attacking the person on the other end? No. <laughs> Unless it's my brother Gregor, in which case, yes. All right, we'll send it to Gregor then. Okay. He gets this big badass looking crow. Oh, this is going to be hilarious. <laughs> it is good for pranks. Um, yeah, I write a message and I just say, don't trust mothership or beware of mothership. Mm. Damn. I uh, write, uh, beware of mothership. I uh, give it to this tough crow uh, who flies off. Is this All the right. one that would give you those frozen swirlies? Yeah, Gregor's the big brother. Oh, yeah. Gowan was always nicer to me. <laughs> wow. I hope we get a to meet him. frozen swirly is kind of a look, though. Yeah, that's probably what gave me my cowlick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Your hair learns that. Yeah. I was going to say, you need a comb. <laughs> Why do you have notes for everyone? <laughs> I just spent a lot of time around mean birds in this tower by myself. You know what? <laughs> Save it for the birds. <laughs> Do you want to come with us? <laughs> we need you. <laughs> yes. I uh, see moves at uh, five feet per round. Let me get all of my bags. You'll need to carry them, of course. I politely wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm gonna. I'm coming. I don't have any friends. Here. I think. Okay. Probably I this means more than I, anything to me. I commit to this for like forty feet, uh-huh. and then I get Wait. to be patient. Callie, he's bringing all the birds with him. We're gonna jog. The birds ahead. are getting mad. They don't like. They don't like being in the cages, especially because I poke them with sticks. That's a cat carrier full of birds, Callie. Wow. Everyone, quick, run, run. Hey, you can't outrun me. I Top run five feet per round. Just retreat. Hey. I'm going to dash oh, and go 10 it. feet. We need it. I'm going to dash and go 10 feet. Hold down the fort. We'll he, come back. He crashes and a bunch of birds just fly off. <laughs> then they fly back and start pecking him. No. No. Save me. Please. They're eating me. They're going for the He's tender lying. bits. They're just manipulative. They're not eating They're him. going for the tender bits. <laughs> Uh, sweet. So um, you guys leave this guy in the dust as he's being um, pecked by birds. The birds that he uh, uh, admittedly bullied. I'll yeah. get you back in that cage and poke you with a stick. You guys have to hash this out on your own. And I'll feed you apples instead of whatever you're supposed to eat. Wait, that's a threat? I'd love an apple. Get an apple. What are you doing? Help! Uh, Mark Alvin, you got to get the tech magic mail system back up super quick. Um, as we're heading back, I want to I want to double back to the temple of Moradin. Uh, okay. I imagine Alban's still there. Yeah. Hey, we're about to go, but before we do, is there something I can talk to you about? Um, yes, uh, uh, of course, Sal. Listen, I know we we're giving you a lot of work to do, uh, a lot of assignments, but there's just one more thing I would love if you could look into. All um, right. And I, I pull out the little, like, shard of metal that I've carried around with me ever since I can remember. Uh-huh. It says Solemn on it. Alexandrite said something about where I might be from. And it's probably nothing. And I, I, I don't want to burden Callie and Calder with it. We've got a lot to do. But if you could look into just Mothership and what they were doing with animal hybrids and any experiment like that, it would, would really mean a lot to me. Are you suggesting that you could be some kind of clone or something, Saul? I don't know. I, I'm sure that I'm just from one of the swamps further down, but it would just give me peace of mind. I 
can tell you with certainty that they weren't doing anything like this publicly. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff they weren't doing publicly. That though. is 100% true, Saul. Yeah. I will look into this for you. Yeah. But no matter what, you are Solemn Buffo, and you are a good frog. I really needed to hear that, Alvin. Uh, and I give him a one last big frog hug. Uh, he gives you a hug. Uh, you saw he was very excited uh, that you came back to say one last goodbye. Of course. Um, and uh, he goes back up to, um, they're kind of setting up the Church of Moradin now to be kind of like their tech base for mm-hmm. the moment. And you go back and you join um, Callie and Calder. One last thing I want to do before we go. I draw my great sword and I break the blade off the hilt. And I slide my hand uh, around that and ice shards grow from the hilt. Sick. I've bonded myself to my weapon. Oh, this rules. <laughs> this is the thing that lets you like uh, yeah. bring it back to you with a bonus action. Right. Right. So you can throw it. I can't be separated from my sword. That's fucking rad. So Whoa. now you've just got this icy blade. Yeah, ice blade. So like if I an- kick it out of your hands like this, what's that? Ow. Ow. <laughs> yes, I can call Ooh, it that. But that's still... It still I, hurts my hand. I try and uh, goose, I try and disarm you. Ow. Keep away, keep away. Keep dropping the sword. The hilt is getting damaged, yeah. and your hand is getting bruised. Yes, I can pick it back up, but it does hurt all the same. Um, did I get my clothing from the bell tower from the belfry ever? Uh, we can say that uh, yeah. While you were in the church of Moradin, uh, you could have gone and gotten it. Yeah. Okay. So you've got like the trunk with you. You guys have like um, traveler packs with you at this point. Okay. Yeah. I just I grab my stuff and then I'm ready to go. Yeah. All right. We're packed. We're strapped. Yeah. Callie, you have all of your stuff with you. You have all of your clothes, all of your equipment. I put your it all journal. into the quack pack. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, his capacity is increasing (laughs) Foster hops up on your shoulder (laughs) alright let's beat feet hey everybody it's Emily here to talk to you about Mint Mobile it's spring cleaning we're getting rid of the things that don't serve us anymore and you know what doesn't serve anyone expensive phone bills if you'd like to declutter your finances it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk text and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. That's mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash P-A-W-P-A-W. $45 upfront payment minimum required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Goodbye, sweeties. Hey there, Nadpoles. This episode is brought to you by Aura Frames. Are you looking for the perfect gift to celebrate the moms in your life? Well, look no further. Aura Frames are the beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and share photos via the Aura app. And if you're giving an Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. My mom, my mother-in-law, and my grandmother-in-law 
all have auras from me and they love them. So from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, and even the friends in your life, every mom loves an aura frame named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. Trademark, brother. Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. They're easy to set up. They are the perfect gift and they've got unlimited storage, unlimited photos and videos. You can invite as many people as you want to a frame. There are absolutely no hidden fees or subscriptions. How beautiful is that? And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That is Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use the code PAWPAW at checkout to save terms and conditions apply. Thank you, everybody. So you guys leave Esri. Uh, you see this main road uh, that goes all snakes all through the eastern side of Bohemia uh, called the Golden Road, this well-maintained road out of Esri. Uh, it connects to Cragwater to the north and other uh, smaller villages and cities to the south. Uh, you see that there are a lot of people packing up and leaving the city a lot of people in like carriages and stuff um you also see there are a bunch of like merchants and stuff on their way in some people might have like useful stuff like food or things to drink and stuff potions Uh, potions things Mm, like that that's slowed up right absolutely i have to tell you where we're going it's bad Okay, let's, so then we probably don't need- so emotionally manipulative. (laughs) Whatever (laughs) you want in a person, they will find someone to be that and pretend to be that and give you everything you thought you wanted just to get what they want from you. And then they kick you to the curb, empty-handed. Sorry, I'm just like, last time I was on the Golden Road, I was at like a big time low. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Now you're going back with your, your two best buds and also a duck. You're unstoppable, and and I love what you're what you're sharing right now. What you're giving, this okay. is good. Yeah, this, leave it on the road. That's what I'm trying yeah. to say is like we're, steal yourself because they're going to be very very charming. Yeah, we are, but we're we're telling Glenn off. We're telling Glenn off. We are telling. We're gonna give him a piece of <laughs> yeah. our goddamn mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're telling okay. Glenn off. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's splurge. Okay. Sweet. While you do that, I do do some quick setups to get a revenge body. <laughs> <laughs> Foster looks at you baffled that you think it's going to work that quickly. Just planks, push-ups. Uh, you start just doing planks in front of this potion dealer. All right. Yeah. Um, Saul gives you a routine. Uh, so, yeah. So, for pricing, there's something fun in Xanathar's um, that tells you how to kind of price things. And kind of based on the seller, some people sell for more, some people sell for less. There actually is a role for it. So uh, we'll say that the regular healing one is always going to be the same. That'll always be 50 gold. Uh, Potion of greater healing is a D6 times 50. So you can actually get it pretty cheap if I roll low. Wow. Oh, okay. Uh, So I'll go ahead and roll. So we, we saunter up to this potion seller batting our eyelashes. See if he's a freaking sucker or not. Okay, wait. Um, Are we cool to run away in a minute? Sure. Okay. Okay. Then I want to cast friends. (laughs) Okay. And be like, Oh, hello. I just make my own potions. (laughs) It's so important in this age with mothership and everything for little mom and pop shops to be able to sell their wares for a fair price. I remove the cantrip. (laughs) Never mind, I'll make friends the old-fashioned way. 
I have to ask my friend, do you have a weird brother who loves birds? Oh, we don't talk much, but I was going to go visit him. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah, I right? think he's in a bad way. Yeah. Was he attacked by the birds? That the birds yes. did yeah. attack him, happened. as was fated. Right. But he was asking for it. I believe that, yes. <laughs> that is actually anyway. why I started making healing potions as a child. <laughs> Because my brother would make birds very angry and they would attack him. And sort of that is the path our lives took her, us know, down. I have a fraught relationship with my sister and I oh, love We should hearing. talk about it maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I love hearing someone else who has like kind of like a positive relationship. Oh, like I don't have a positive relationship at all. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. All right. Well, I mean, well, fuck them then. Well, I, I wouldn't go that far. He's still my brother. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can't read you. Someone else stay with us. Uh, I go ahead. back to doing my playing. I'll read it. I'll roll a d6 in front of you guys. Great. Uh, so d6 times 50 for mm-hmm. greater healing potion. Woo. Not bad. Two. That's a hot price. Uh, 100 gold for greater healing. <laughs> Let's and we have 5,000. Let's get fucking 10. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, we hobnobbed with this guy. We we found common ground. <laughs> yeah, well, siblings well, well. are the big fucking spenders, <laughs> Big spenders. Uh, yeah, for 1,000 gold, you get 10 greater healing potions. Pretty damn good deal. Okay. You know how we love to be messy? Yeah. What's messier than eavesdropping? Oh, that is, yeah, that's dastardly. Do you if have your spectral eye on that potion of clairvoyance? A potion of clairvoyance. All right. I mean, am I going to burn it to find out who Glenn is seeing? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Let's use it. Let's use it on something What else toxic. would you use it for? <laughs> Are we going to use it to see what Glenn's new partner's house looks like and rag on it later? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. Uh-huh. What about a potion of flying? Flying's good. Let's do flying and clairvoyance. Flying and clairvoyance, so we can fly up and spy on people. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love gossip. <laughs> um, I am going to take an, a glass and fill it with like uh, just some juice uh, and write a potion of giant growth on it and give it to Calder and say, hey, I know that you feel a little small. Maybe you should try drinking this. Oh, wow. What, when, right now? Yeah, see what happens. Calder shuts his eyes and chugs the potion. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Whoa, god. Whoa, look at you! Really? <laughs> yeah, you're enormous now. Wow. Everything feels kind of the same. And I, I checked with the guy. It seems like the potion is permanent. This is just how tall you are now. You need to pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> Give me cash. <laughs> I, it's all it's all in the duck. Oh <laughs> I, I whispered to him, I'm trying to build confidence in my friend. It was Very a fake potion. What'd you say? What? 50% off. <laughs> space Jam style? Yeah. Yeah, Space Jam style. All right. Secret stuff. <laughs> I tip him. <laughs> I appreciate you. <laughs> I think it's working slowly. <laughs> right. Yeah. You'll continue to grow. Foster makes himself shrink a little bit and stands next to Calder. Oh, my God. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting large. <laughs> well, don't step on me. Oh, no. Ah. Foster, is there anything that you want? <laughs> That's a yes. Oh, why didn't you say so? Foster, do you want, like, hiking boots? <laughs> Foster doesn't move. <laughs> That's also a yes. Yes. We will take two of your <laughs> finest ducks. Hiking boots. I don't really. I do have terribly small feet. If you just if you would like to pay for I my would spare like pair to of buy boots. Your shoes. All right, I'm a size three. <laughs> really? Yeah. You should have taken the the potion of giants. Growth. 
Um, <laughs> I've got a friend uh, back home who's really good at casting haste, and I feel like we're going to miss that. Do you have any potions that could maybe bestow something similar? I have something like that. Yeah. Um, oh, we'll say, yeah. Uh, what is the rarity of a potion of haste? A uh, potion of speed is very rare. Normally 4,000 gold. It'll be 2,000 gold okay. because it's a consumable. This stuff's priced to move. Okay, we have these free monostones. I wonder if we could trade them because it seems to me that there's no tech left. They're just fancy stones. Hmm. Yeah. Can I do an insight if that's the case? Yeah. yeah. Nine. Yeah, they're just fancy stones. I'm convinced mm. that they're just fancy <laughs> stones. And there's nothing wrong in my reasoning. Yeah. Well, so let's, if we offer them to this guy, can I just clock his reaction? Uh, yeah. And uh, see if he thinks they're just fancy go stones. Go ahead and give me an be... insight check. Mm. Okay. 14. 14. You know that these are pretty good spellcasting focuses, but they're not super rare. It's not uncommon. Like, all, all the Ezri soldiers have these, uh, but he sees them, sees, like, a bit of blood on on, on all of them and goes, ah, where'd you get these, fellas? Yeah. Um, sewer. Got some hot gems. Yeah. I won't tell anybody. They, they if you fell don't. off the back of a guy. All right. <laughs> uh, this, is some, this is some fine tech. I'm, I'd, I'd be willing to do uh, a trade with you. Okay. Okay. Why don't we say... Three stones, thousand gold, three flying potions. You got yourself a deal. There we go. Uh, shakes your hand, takes the monostones, uh, hands over three flying potions. Okay. And then the rest of the money is haste, clairvoyance, and healing potions. Sick. Haste is 2,000. Clairvoyance is 1,400. And if you want more greater healing potions, you can just load up on those at 100 gold a pop. So we just spent... All of our money on 16 greater healing potions, three flying potions, one clairvoyance, and one haste. You guys are stocked. We're stacked. <laughs> you, see, you see a dude uh, rolls by with a cart full of armor and weapons. Armor, weapons? <laughs> what? Oh, my God. <laughs> I regret everything. Oh, it's you take so returns? shiny. <laughs> Dude, is that a plus three? <laughs> oh, it's Vorpal swords for can 800 gold. You, yeah, can you just walk me through your inventory? Just <laughs> my, uh, torture me a bit. Uh, my helmet has puke on it. <laughs> uh, I'll say he does, he has, uh, there's like a blacksmith that does have the things that are just in like the starting equipment. If you wanted to get like, Cal, if you want to get like plate mail or something, you could do that. You know, I don't, I hate not having plate mail because it keeps me dexterous. Yeah, not not a bad so, idea, especially for the um, living wood. I think I'm gonna keep my dexterity. Cool. I think I'm gonna dream of stealing. I'm thinking back. Did Glenn have a weapon? Of course. What did he have? Um, did he have like a little dagger that he loved? He had a he had a bow that he loved for sure, and he loved that egg. And he got a, we got his hands on that egg. It was like you didn't exist. Don't get between a guy and his egg. Don't get between a guy and his egg. Let's get going. <laughs> Sweet. Um, so you guys have this main road that if you go south, uh, you get to places like Moonstone and stuff. If you go north, uh, you get to places like uh, Cragwater. But that's the main road. Slightly off in the distance, um, going in the other direction, heading west. Beyond it is like iron deep and stuff. Um, you can see a path to the living wood, uh, but it is overgrown and unmaintained. Um, not a lot of people taking this path. Nearby, you see an Esri 
uh, watchtower that's on like the edge of the city that looks abandoned, um, that has like moss climbing up the sides of the stone wall. Hmm. Hey, uh, do you mind if I pop on my visage and go check out the living wood from up top this tower? Yeah, that right, sounds cool. great. Come on. Yeah. Sweet. Saul does a big hop. Um, you hop up, uh, this thing's like a couple hundred feet high. So you jump up and then you have to, um, climb. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll say you even like go in like one of these little windows here. You take this spiral staircase up to the top of this watchtower and give me a perception check as you look out, uh, uh, of this guard tower. You do see, you see like stained blood on the walls up here. Oh, this looks like this was probably a bad assignment to get as a guard. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it would be an Esri guard that was It would be an there. Esri guard that was up here, like keeping an eye ah, on, uh, on, the on the dragon elves. Little, yeah. Living water. Huh. Okay. Um, perception check? Yep. Uh, that's going to be a 15. 15. You look out, forest as far as the eye can see. Different elevations uh, starts going up into like the mountains and stuff, just green uh, everywhere for being called the living wood. Looking at this. It's, it's kind of eerily quiet. The brush is so thick that you can't see what it holds inside. Uh, and there are trees that are hundreds of feet tall. So literally like, as you're looking out, the scout tower is just like right out above the trees. Like you mm-hmm. could literally jump out the window from the top here and land in like a canopy of, of trees. Mm-hmm. Um, and deep in the distance, you'll occasionally see a flying figure, a bird. A dragon? Impossible to tell from here. Oh. What do you see up there? <laughs> I'm I'm down here trying to disarm Calder and practice this new thing. Ow. Oh. <laughs> uh, My index finger. Saul shouts, there, there be dragons. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Could be. Could be birds. I mean, I... I can actually confirm it's definitely dragons. Okay. Yep. Then I saw a dragon. Yeah. Wow. Have you two never seen dragons before? I saw a dragon. No. I. I mean, they're basically. Well, Alvin and I fought, you know, some like drakes, but those were just holograms, I think, essentially. So you fought a hologram of a less intimidating version of a dragon. Of the real thing that we're about to go encounter. Yeah. They are. Beautiful. Oh, you yeah. can absolutely understand that people form entire communities around them. They're so charismatic, powerful, they're absolutely like the greatest creature, probably in Bohemia. Wow. Damn. I can't wait to meet one. Yeah. And Saul, have you ever been outside the city before? Oh. Saul thinks about that for a second and then turns back towards Ezri and realizes he's never seen it from this angle. And you've you've definitely never seen it without uh, the mothership hanging over it. Saul feels smaller than he's ever felt, but it's just because I'm getting bigger. <laughs> Mostly because of how big Calder is, but that doesn't trouble him. He's okay with his size and his place in the world, uh, and he's excited to venture deeper into it. That's actually the beautiful thing about the woods is that you feel so small. It's a relief. Yeah. Everything has its place. Yeah, and all your problems get super small, too. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Not that you have any. (laughs) Wow, yeah, I'm I'm excited for manageable problems again. (laughs) Although, woods are also pretty dangerous. Sure. Mm -hmm. I've I've never been in one, but 
So it's just like beauty and danger. Okay, you're you're really selling me up and down the river here. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I I, I just was excited for you. No, I'm I'm definitely excited. Well, if if there's nothing else, I guess I'll head back down. Yeah, I've been shouting this entire time, (laughs) (laughs) shouting from the top of the tower. Uh, Yeah, Saul starts to head back down the tower, but takes one glimpse towards Moonstone and just thinks about the bullywugs that live there and what sort of life that would have been. Yeah, you look off towards the um, Sunrise Sea, mm-hmm. over towards the coast. Um, and you can't see the village of Moonstone from here, but you look over in that uh, general direction. All right. On to the wood. Calder bumps his head on a branch and <laughs> smiles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. He might be the only one who feels bigger in the woods. Something's <laughs> happening to me. <laughs> uh, you guys enter the woods and are quickly enveloped in darkness. These huge trees with branches and leaves, uh, they're like willows. Uh, They create a curtain of green that you need to push through. It's almost like the forest itself is protecting itself from outsiders or protecting you from it. Eventually you make it through this natural barrier and the forest begins to open up. Uh, You see spots of sunlight poking through the trees, parts of the green canopy above uh, kind of open up, allowing beams of light through. Some of it is uh, still covering uh, the sky, but it's thin enough that you can see the glow of the sun shining through and you can kind of finally see clearly. Um, You see there's a lot of uh, vegetation, a lot of patches of mushrooms, uh, some of them glowing. Uh, There are a lot of like little lizards and animals uh, skittering by. Uh, This truly is the living wood. And uh, Callie, you know the general direction of Glenn's camp. Right now, you guys are at the northeast edge of the forest, and he is further southwest, just deeper into the woods. I um, turn my nose to the wind, and I seek out the scent of smoke and sandalwood. (laughs) Saul nods knowingly. Glenn's deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> it's called sandal smoke. It's such so hot. All right, Cal, I do not want you to get sucked back in. <laughs> There's only one type of sucking we don't do, and that's back in. Yeah. You guys uh, begin hiking uh, southwest, and I'll say you guys are going for a few hours. And Callie, give me a history check. That's going to be a zero. I'm going to add a zero to it. And I crit. Oh! <laughs> My first crit in a while. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. I think I think another way. I think, hmm, hmm, I think Are I know. I know. Are you blanking again? <laughs> Guys, is this what trees smell like? Is this what nature is? This is incredible. It's so moist and humid and everything smells good. I haven't smelled piss in like 10 hours. <laughs> You are standing in shit. <laughs> Honestly, <gasps> I forgot how much I love it out here. The fecundity of it all. I know. So, Callie, I'm going to say that you remember a lot of the things that Glenn told you outside of just the romantic things, which you remember all of. Um, oh, yeah, but he, I remember. He had to explain to you a little bit of the politics of the dragon elves, of the things that were currently going on. Yeah. Um, so keep in mind that this is through Glenn's perspective. Yeah, and I think at this point, I know to somewhat question 
right. his perspective. Okay, so from Glenn's perspective, the blue dragon elves are the current kind of big bads of the living woods. Order of the Sapphire, right? Order of the Sapphire scale. They uh, wear the, the blue masks. They have a ancient blue dragon that is the head of their order. They are the greatest in number and they have kind of several layers uh, right around where Glen is to like the south. You don't really have to worry about them up here to the north, but they're the greatest in number, the greatest power, and Glen and the green dragon elf seem to have gotten in with them somehow. And then there's Order of the Ruby Scale. But so Order of the Ruby wiped. Scale was wiped out. They were the red dragon elves. Uh, there are other ones that Glen told you to avoid. Okay. Um, there are ones uh, that worship a white dragon. Uh, they are like blessed by like the cold power of their dragon. Uh, they're a little bit looked down upon. They're great in number, but their dragons aren't as strong. They're seen as kind of being like a lesser order, but that may have been Glenn projecting a bit, like talking shit. But, so like, they're, they're kind probably of more like commensurate with order of the Emerald scale. Right, but they're not exactly allies. Okay. Um, Glenn told you to avoid uh, the Deep Ones, uh, who are elves that uh, work for like a cave dragon. Um, and they have to wear like these like visors uh, when they come above ground. Um, and they have uh, like cave dragons and things like that and like crystal dragons and stuff. Um, Glenn told you to avoid them. Uh, there was also uh, void elves. Um, <laughs> Which what? had, uh, which wore uh, black masks that would have like gold trim and things on like that, um, and you never came across any um, void or uh, deep ones. Okay, so I kind of like communicate this all to Calder and Saul, and I'm mm -hmm. like, you know, Order of the Emerald Scale, yeah. Order of the Sapphire Scale, they're like top dogs. Uh -huh. We know the fate of Order of the Ruby Scale. There's also the Cold Ones, who I'm now thinking were pretty similar to Order of the Emerald Scale, and then there's these the Deep Ones, and the Void Elves, and I never met either. Okay, they sound like serious business, but also sick as shit. So <laughs> sick, I know. It's like, at the time, I totally fell for everything that Glenn said, uh -huh. but now I'm like, why didn't I say, please let me meet a Void Elf? Yeah, I want to know what their deal is. <laughs> it would be an honor to get my ass kicked by one of them. <laughs> <laughs> so that's sort of what we're dealing with. That's the lay of the land. Okay. Yeah. So around here, you have to be worried about the cold elves. So those uh -huh. are the ones that worship the white uh, dragon. Uh -huh. um, they're Is more that to the w -H -I -T -E north. W-H-I-T-E or W-I-G-H-T? W-H-I-T-E. They're not undead. Okay. Uh, it's a white dragon. Okay. Cool. Um, that does like frost breath. That's why yeah, they're the cold yeah. ones. Would I have um, come across a uh, cold dragon in the frigid north? Uh, I would say in your village, you probably weren't going off into like the mountains to find like dragon's lairs. Mm -hmm. I would say uh, that would be almost like certain death. Cool. Yeah. All right. So you probably would not have seen one. Maybe you saw one like in the sky, be like seeing a shooting star or something like a rare Got thing. You probably seen one from afar, we'll say. All right. Love it. Uh, so the cold elves are more around here in this north region. Um, and then if you go into like the caves and stuff, you have to start worrying about like mm -hmm. the deep ones and things like yeah. that. Saul tunes out a little bit because he sees a hedgehog for the first time. <laughs> what the hell's that? It's a little buddy. What is that? What are you doing? What is going on there? Gotta go fast. <laughs> Rolls away. Do you want me to cast speak with animals on him? No, get it away from me. <laughs> cast speak with animals and tell him to get out of here. 
Didn't even go that fast. <laughs> you see a, a small drake just swallows the hedgehog. Are you a city frog? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, sweet. So you guys continue um, hiking along, um, heading into kind of uh, the cold ones uh, territory. Um, you guys hike for a few hours, occasionally hearing the skittering of animals in the nearby brush. Um, as you guys go, you stumble upon the first kind of like truly odd thing. Um, I'll say that you guys do see like a few like lesser drakes and stuff like on your way that kind of just like look at you like uh, suspiciously from afar and things like that and kind of like skitter away. I think um, I just show my fangs a little bit. <laughs> good display of Skitter, Skitters away. <laughs> um, but you guys see kind of the first weird thing um, that you've, uh, or the first like out of place thing that you've seen in the living wood. You find a clearing of grass probably the biggest break in the uh, overhead canopy that you've seen so far. And right in the center of it, you see a small tombstone in the grass. It's about 20 feet in diameter, this circle, no trees there, just this open area. looks like it was like cultivated, uh, like this bed of green. Uh, And then above it, uh, no canopy. Have you you seen this place before, Callie? Have I? Uh, you have not. Can I do, can I hold up the duck and do detect magic to see what kind of magic mm. might have done this? Yes, uh, you cast detect magic. Uh, you see, um, you see uh, Foster uh, opens his beak and a magic field comes out. It's like a grocery store scanner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and there- I hate self-checkout. <laughs> yeah, uh, just hire someone. Uh, there is- no magic in this area except for below the tombstone. I gotta see what that tombstone says. I'm sorry, my curiosity's getting the best of me. Uh, yeah, let's all cautiously approach the tombstone. Yeah. I'll stand outside just in case the tombstone is deceitful. Yeah. Sweet. Alvin would punch me if I didn't investigate this. Calder and Saul, you guys uh, walk up crunching on the green grass here uh, as you get close to this small tombstone. Um, and you see that the writing on it is really, it looks strange. It, it, it It's like really small. At first you're like, is this another language? What is this? Um, and as you get close, you see that it says on it, outsiders and uh, a pit oh. trap opens below you. Um, go ahead and give me dexterity saving throws with disadvantage. <laughs> oh. waiting, waiting outside was smart. <laughs> uh, Callie, you are on the outside. Uh, yeah, you see this uh, pit trap opens up. The um, the tombstone uh, begins to fall into the pit with these guys. Should Whoa. we roll initiative or can I do something? Uh, we'll find out what happens to these guys first. <laughs> okay, Callie, it's bad. Is this Glenn? <laughs> with the uh, with the disadvantage, I rolled in that one. Okay. Oh, it's with oh. disadvantage. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, with disadvantage. That's gonna be a twenty-one for Saul. You fucking hop the fuck oh. out of there. You do your uh, nope. your bullywug straight up jump. Uh, gets you high enough that you're able to grab like a hanging yeah. branch uh, oh, out of the way. <laughs> this was your idea. What? How's it fair that I'm stuck? Calder, you try to hop up, hop out of the way. Uh, Callie, you're watching this in horror as you see uh, Calder drops into this trap. Uh, Calder, you drop about 15 feet into a pool of murky water and splash in completely submerged. I think I forgot how to swim since yesterday. (laughs) I'm scared. 
Are you okay? How deep is it? He starts doing the butterfly. <laughs> uh, you start doing uh, the butterfly. You start uh, like swimming over to the side, um, yelling to your friends, um, and suddenly you see this giant monster with the face of a dragon, but the body of a giant eel. <laughs> Just pops out of the water and tries to bite you and drag you down. Everybody go ahead and roll initiative. Oh, no. 19. Uh, 21. Nine. Okay. First things first, this thing gets a surprise round uh, because Calder is uh, definitely surprised. Calder, you see this thing um, rears up um, and it shows its fangs, but first it's going to do a uh, lightning breath. Uh, you see the whole thing lights up like an electric eel uh, and then expels lightning breath at you like a dragon. Uh, go ahead and give me a dexterity saving throw. Oh my God. 17. That unfortunately is a failure. Oh. Um, you get hit for 55 damage. Oh. <laughs> I was scared when I thought it was just water. <laughs> uh, you guys see uh, this hole starts lighting up after the surprise round. That's the top of the order. That's Saul. Okay. Uh, uh, Saul, from this tree that you're hanging from, you look down, you see your buddy is in fucking trouble. The woods are bad, Callie. The woods are bad. <laughs> yeah, I said they're dangerous, but also beautiful. <laughs> Be careful not to insult them. They're very touchy. Okay, uh, I want to run over to this pit. Uh, I'm going to uh, activate my gauntlets. I'm gonna hang down off the side of the pit uh, and then extend my reach 10 feet to try and get Calder, basically just something to grab onto. Yeah, I'll say Calder has almost, uh, Calder has like 15 feet of reach to reach up right. just because he's a fucking huge dude. This uh, is working. Keep rolling. <laughs> <laughs> This giant fucking dragon eel. Uh, this, this whole place lights up as he electrifies the I whole know, fucking water. It's scary. Now um, stop it. Alvin and I did the exact same thing, except it was fake. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say that uh, you effectively hold your turn to give Calder the help action on uh, trying to get away. Great. If yeah. that's what you want. Mm. Great. Okay. Saul holds his turn. Add initiative 19. That's Calder. Um, I'm going to try to run away. Okay. <laughs> Um, I butterfly over to the side that the monster's not on. Great. Um, are you going to disengage? Yes. Yes. Great. I will disengage. Uh, you disengage. Uh, so I'll say uh, it's effectively going to take like, uh, go ahead and give me an athletics check and you could do it with advantage because of uh, of salt. Great. Uh, so yeah. So uh, you, Athl athletics, you said? Athletics. Uh, you swim back. You kick off. Uh, this thing uh, rears back, gets ready to like try to snap at you now. Um, and you are trying to reach up and grab onto Saul. Callie, is this one a dragon? <laughs> sort of. <laughs> All right. Let's not stick around to find out. God damn it. With advantage, I rolled a 12. I'm going to say with a 12 going from water, trying to climb up 15 feet, I'm going to say that you grab onto Saul uh, and suddenly Calder, you kind of start to realize how big you are. Mm. Um, you guys, I'll say uh, Saul with oh, great no. strain tries to hang on to the side of the pit here. Uh, you are um, pulling yourself up with Saul. You get your fingers up on the edge of the pit. You guys are both hanging there, but you have not successfully gotten out yet. Well, okay. if I'm starting to believe that I'm big and strong and powerful, I'm gonna action search and try it again. There you yes. go. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the potion, Saul. That is a 26. There you go. Uh, I'll say with a 26, uh, you are able to um, 
fully pull yourself out. Um, you grab Saul uh, by like the nape of his neck um, and you keep moving. I'll say it took about your movement, uh, about half your movement to climb up. Um, you disengaged, uh, so you're not able to dash. So you get 15 feet away from this pit. Uh, this thing screeches at you. Uh, this thing is going to fling itself out of the pit uh, and continue what? to take attacks at Calder. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do to you? <laughs> Come on. Uh, it's going to start with a uh, bite. That is a 24 to hit. That'll do it. Yeah. That's 26 damage. I am going to go down unless I do a my stone's endurance. I will shrug off. Ooh, give me a 12. Not bad. Uh, 13. Sweet. Uh, so you just take 13 damage, but you are going to take an additional five lightning damage. Uh, and now you need to succeed on a constitution saving throw um, as you feel um, you start to lose control of your body. Like it goes numb and you start getting ready to collapse. I am at three HP, so that tracks. Ah, uh, that is a 10. A 10 is a fail. Um, you guys see uh, Calder's uh, legs give out from under him and he collapses in the woods here. Um, Calder. After the dragon eel uh, takes out Calder, uh, Callie, that is your turn. Uh, you see, they have both emerged from this pit. They got 15 feet away. Uh, this thing threw itself out, bit Calder, got it with some kind of poison because he's still conscious, but he loses control of his body and collapses. Uh, and this thing looks like it's getting ready to like grab him and pull him back into the water. Okay, I'm just going to run to Calder. Uh, I'm going to five hit points to neutralize the poison. Sick. Nice. Uh, Calder, uh, you feel the feeling come back in, in your body? Yeah. You, you're not going to get my sword. Oh, oh. Uh, oh thank you. <laughs> Let the healing waters of the Feywild wash over you. Thank you, Callie. And now, poof, I hit him in the shoulder with a greater healing potion. Oh, <laughs> It doesn't do it so hard. Well, it's got to seep in through the blood. <laughs> And then uh, I'm just going to stand right next to Calder. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Uh, you guys are 15 feet away from this little pit. Mm -hmm. um, Saul, that is your turn. Okay. I stand in front of Calder. Uh, I block this eel's path to Calder. <laughs> my body. Uh, I look back at Calder and say, that potion, it was just cranberry juice. You were always this tall. You were always this strong. You're as tall as the mountains themselves, Calder. You lied to me. <laughs> Technically, yes. Thank you. <laughs> I keep it messy. What can I say? Uh, and I'm going to try and stunning strike. Oh, this sick. Deal. Yeah. Uh, go ahead huge. and uh, make an attack to hit first. Okay. This thing's pretty freaking scaly. First attack. Uh, 26 to hit. Yeah, that'll do it. Uh, you right. freaking crack this thing in the jaw. All right, um, I will go ahead and roll my damage first for the first attack. Ooh, baby. Uh, that's going to be nine damage on the first hit. Uh, okay. And then they're going to need to make a constitution save. Okay. Uh, this thing does have a plus five to con. What's your DC? 15. Okay. Uh, so 10 or higher, and this thing saves. All I'm right, going to roll in front right, of the table. Right, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on. That is an 11. You see this thing <laughs> oh, is completely oh. unaffected. You punch it, and it feels like... You just punched a brick wall. <laughs> well, you know what? If you punch a brick wall enough, it'll fall down. I'm gonna go again. Yeah, Sick. try, I, try again. You can try a stunning strike again, you certainly. Can yeah. Try and stun as much as well. It's a 13 hit. Uh, 13 does not hit. All right, okay. 
Ah, uh, that's a miss, but Flurry of Blows, let's do this. Sick. Yeah. Let's do it. 24 to hit, okay. Kay. Gonna try um, a stunning strike? Yeah, I'll roll the damage first. Yeah, that's 10 damage. Okay, uh, this thing, uh, it's gonna go ahead and roll nine or lower and fails. Got to, has to get less than a 10. That's a nine. Uh, Saul, this thing like leans down, gets ready to like bite you and you punch this thing directly in the eye. Uh, and it begins to like reel back uh, into its like little lair uh, and it uh, lets out like a convulsive shock uh, as it is stunned for the round. Oh, I Damn. know we should run, but I know it'd be so easy to hit it right now. <laughs> should we all just take a couple cracks? Maybe just one. Maybe we all just take one crack and then run. Yeah, one just crack, one crack and, then and then run. One crack and run. Just one fun crack. One for fun. <laughs> one, one for fun. I mean, I have one more attack. One for fun, then run. Sweet. I love that. Um, uh, cool. I have one more attack I can do. Do I roll out with advantage now that they're stunned? Yeah, yep. you do. Oh, boy. That's an at 20. Sick. <laughs> yeah, you Oh my god! Wallop this, this thing. This, this frog is, is kicking wide. this dragon you eel's one ass. One for fun, then Whee! run. One for fun, then run. One for fun, then run. Suck on this. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's just another ten damage. Cool. And it's fine. <laughs> okay, that's all my attacks, though. Uh, so Don't forget to run. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. F, uh, yeah. Are you gonna run? Yeah, and then I will run uh, forty-five feet. Oh, good for you. You run 45 feet uh, southwest, continuing on uh, your journey mm -hmm. after Saul. That is Calder's turn. Cool. I will cast Expeditious Retreat and kick it with an ice skate. Sick. <laughs> uh, one for fun. I crit. Oh. <laughs> uh, go ahead and slash into this thing. Do your damage. Oh, wow. Insane. Uh, 14 damage. And I will... Run. Sick. Uh, how far does Expeditious Retreat get you? Uh, let me see. With your movement. It's an extra 30, right? So you get 60. It's yeah. almost like you took a dash. Right. Great. Yeah. Okay, so you get out of range. That's the Dragon Eel's turn. Uh, Dragon Eel looks furious. Uh, electric shocks go through it. Uh, is stunned, just uh, wriggling there. Uh, but it is like trying to get out, out of its lair, out of the pit. Um, after the Dragon Eel, that's Callie. Can I do one for fun, then run? Uh, you can do is one for fun and run. Stunned? It's still stunned if you want to do one for fun and it's run. Stunned if you want for fun and run. <laughs> Does an 18 hit? Yes. Okay. No! Okay, so I'll just use my mobile flourish to try and get my AC up because it's not like I did anything fun like crit. Cool. Um, <laughs> it's still fun. So my AC's up to 20. Cool. I get a plus two, 12 damage. Okay. <laughs> and I run. And you run. <laughs> that wasn't as fun as I thought it was gonna be. Um, Kelly, how far? So can you because run? I did defensive flourish, I get an extra ten uh, feet of speed, so I can run forty feet. Damn, we are all fast. Okay, Kelly. So forty feet, and then I want to position myself near Calder if I can. Sweet. Uh, you are lucky that you did that because uh, this thing has a reach of ten. Uh, and a speed of 20 on land, uh, which is not great, but he would have been able to reach you if you just ran your regular 30 feet. Oh. <laughs> so you, you see this thing uh, it on its next turn. Back. I'll say Saul and Calder, you guys keep running. Callie, you keep running. Um, you guys see this thing launches itself out of its lair and plops 
onto the ground, uh, oh, onto shit. the uh, a floor of the um, forest here, um, and begins slithering like a snake oh, after you guys. Oh, it's doing the Godzilla wriggle. Uh, it is snapping at Callie's heels. <laughs> Run. Um, but you guys are able to escape. You get away from the first horror you have faced in the living wood. Second horror if you count the hedgehog. <laughs> and that's where we'll end our session. <laughs> It feels good to be in danger again. Yes. What a rush. That's a good dragon to be in the eel. woods. The dragon eel shout out to Cobalt Press. Shout out. It is horrifying. <laughs> it's so bad. The lightning breath while being like stuck in murky water with it. <laughs> yeah. It's so bad. Yeah. So scary. Yeah. I was really worried that you guys were going to stay and try to fight it. Mm -hmm. To me, it was just like, this thing is a water-based creature. Yeah. The trap is that it's in the water. As long yeah. as you get away from it, you're fine. We but really, really fell bad. right into the we trap. Are, yeah. I mean, I just no. haven't had spell slots in a while yeah. so I just was you like, wanted to smite like come crazy on. we want to have a little fun you know what we'll have more of this chat let's save it for the short rest that's right that's uh, <laughs> you can fun. head on over to patreon.com slash nadpod that's n-a-d-d-p-o-d do not say that don't even think about it don't even think about it everyone please uh, we'll talk about that more. Uh, in the meantime, does anyone have anything they'd like to plug? Ooh, yeah, I'll plug. I'll plug me and my brother's shop. Yeah, uh, brother's Halcyon. Ooh, buy your wallets, buy your hats, uh -huh. buy your key clips over there. Whoa, that's the big three. <laughs> the big three accessories. Your everyday carry essentials. <laughs> got you covered. Uh, you can follow us on social media that we may or may not use at chmurfsme, at Caldy's Caldwell, at Extra's Emily, and at Jake Jake. And you can tweet about the show using hashtag Nadpod. That's N E D D P O D. We are, we are, the youth of the nation. We are, we are, the youth of the nation. It's the end of the show, everybody, and that means I need to shout out our benevolent council of elders, starting with Brad D., Jeffrey S., Hugh C., Later McSkater, Matt M., Jordan DJ, Cutter W., Daniel G., Dylan B., who is missing his own D&D game to see NADPOD live in L.A. Thanks for that, Dylan B., Dungeon Mama, Danielle the Dastardly Dame, Beardman Dan, Scott D., Danny P., Michael McD., Vincent W., Mr. Cole, Victor T., a.k.a. Balner's Boy Forever, Dominic P., Andrew B., Justin I., Ragnar Fairdwind, TJM, Trelay the Crayfay, Jared E., Christopher B., Daniel R., cyborg version of Josh the Cobald, Brian W., Vice President of Business Development of Sure Incorporated, Richard X. Machina, Michael L., Taylor S., Callum L., Jack L., Sam L., a lot of L's, Nicholas C., Thaddeus, Thunderous Turtle, Samuel B., Mike H., Martin P., Matthew E., Way Cooler Than Angry Wheat, Adam G., Tyler F., Panama James, Andrew the Bard, Captain Sigil, Diana DL, CC Lulu, Michelle O, Hercule Poirot, the Rabbit Folk Detective, Timmy R, Crocoholic, Lucas B, Ryko, It's Kevin, Calder's Cold Come, hashtag love to all my supporters, New York, Cass Skateboard Cass, Steven C, Michael M, Mike K, Lady Taco, Joy T, Nara, Wit and Whimsy, Jake L, Nick W, Brave the Badger, Esmeam, Mutton the Mad Druid, has been trying to undo his friend who has been stuck as a polymorph sheep for three weeks. Foster, the original boneless duck. Aaron, the asshole ranger. Big Bad Beard of the Mad. Eric McD. Giant Monsters on the Horizon. 
Percival, Frederick Stein, Von Musel, Klazowski, DeRolo III, Christian A., Olivia K., J. Dragonborn, Joe Rode the Inappropro, Cody B., Liam D., The Sandrian, Ben A., Feldonis, John III, Dave H., Vivian, Koala Bear, Catherine S., David K., Christian S., Rebecca G., Dustin S., Connor F., Hawkeye Pierce, Bookvar's assistant Izzy F., Mark U., Blair the Bug Blair Barbarian, Cat C., Kelsey J., Porkchop, Ariel the Occasional Mermaid, Valacy Raptor, Manette the Magnificent Magikarp, Pat L., Akchutha A., Lauren H., Joshua D., Ryan S., The Bone Duster, The Charming Fluff, Robit CRSP, Telekitty Creations Fan Illustrator, Ploops, Carly A., Addie K., AP Cleric, Lori P., Those Who Love and Give Where They Can, Spam Gaming the Tatted Gamer Boy, Grant L., Connor Savage, Christopher J. Pebblepot, What Happens When You Stand on a D4, Your Foot Takes 1D4 Damage, Salil, Leviathan, BioQuart7, Remington CD, Amberdextrous, Sullivan H., Trub Hopdropper, Sydney T., Jack H. Hi, my name is Brian Murphy. I wish I could tell you that I'm a golden finch, but I'm really just a dirty city pigeon. Afrix, Fanderay, Cardor, Finnegan, Whisper, Garble the Moist, Juicy Kiwi, Saul's Future Life Partner, Champ Wild, Valen, Beep, Barbarian, Bastard Baby of Brian and Brennan, Carlin C., Louie is your centaur dad, Emily S., Harry Cox, Allie, congrats on finishing your master's degree. Love you. Justin L., Toralee Skirmisher, Pendergreens, Pungent Pudding, hashtag CCC, hashtag slanging, rope, disgusting. Dandy, E&D, thousands of bunnies are let go into the wild to fend for themselves with no knowledge of the world. Claudius was one of them. Marcos P., Pup Kalash, Learns the Balanced Druid, Dakota JP, Frida M., Pago, Self-Proclaimed Fae Prince, Tracy P., The Crick Elf Librarian, Friar Fritzed, Andy E., Holly Hyena, Anthony A., Christina Z., Leah C., Paige H., Helen of Briz, Beatrix's Beautiful Baby Batter, Pixel Stars, Kristen with a K, Cal, just Cal, also congrats on the job, Ellie, Commodore Galaxy, Edison N., Russell H., a monk named Dilgo, yes, the whole thing, yes, every time, Zero Parody, the not-so-bad DM, Neos, the novice monster hunter, some jerk named Simon, I dreamt he shouted at me that I should remember and free him as if I knew who he was. Lorelei Frost, Morgan M, a peeling sticker, Stephen E, Mr. Adams, Meg the mail carrier of Bohemia, James F, Jimmy A, hi man, hi man, yeah that's me, Captain Cappy, M4L, the Dragon Ambassador, Wayfarer, currently in a trademark dispute with Mothership over the patent on the SS Stormbjorn, Andrew B., Cope Fresh, Barpo, Goodbarrel, Barbarian, and Brewer Emeritus of Waterdeep, Welshlander, Garrett G., One Big Curd, Eric M., Mr. D., Sean J., Mr. Sillyhead, Monster Captain Renee S., Olivia the Enchanting Bard, who will totally be making money off of the Duck Team Tales with an on-the-go, all-the-stops show, Blue Shade the Artificer, Michaela R, Albans Alabaster Aftermath, hashtag come up, it's will rise, good lord. Solemn Sticky Sauce, hashtag CCC double down. 
Calliope's Cumulo Cum Blast. Hashtag CCC Forever. Riley S. Sir Sig93. Fico. Bal's Boy Va Delgram. No one is cooler than Angry Wheat, especially not the front half of a horse costume. The game itself. Chaos Conf, aka I am a Smaffire. Shacked Aaron R. Tony G. Logan D. Anthony DM Jr. would like to declare his full support for hashtag CCC and its derivatives. Josh H. Jack the Jacks, Jinxing Rogue in search of Bohemia's biggest balls. Sammy the Nico. Mango Empanadas, Cora Bright, and Temadar. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you to all of our listeners, all of our Patreon subscribers, and all of our benevolent Council of Elders. We'll catch you all next time. That was a HeadGum Podcast.